Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Party people! But the Reds got two gift runs in the top of the inning. It's 5-2 Cubs. Bellinger drives one in the air. That'll get the momentum back for the Cubs side. Get out the tape measure. Long gone to right field. Off the video board. Bellinger with a long home run, and the Cubs lead 7-2. Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670, the score. And that one of the highlights of last season from Cody Bellinger, and I actually happened to be at that game with my son when Belly hit the scoreboard in right field. Cubs won that day handily, and they figured to win a lot more games now that Cody Bellinger has re-signed with the team. Three years and $80 million with some opt-outs. But that is our breaking news of the morning and breaking news on the score presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And we're thrilled to bring on our next guest who joins us on the score hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. The Hall of Famer, Pat Hughes, joins us. And Pat, good morning and certainly a great way to start your day with the news of the Bellinger signing. Good morning, Mike. Absolutely. Uh, It's just a good story all the way around. Uh, I think everyone was waiting and hoping this would happen. And I've had a smile on my face ever since I read the story this morning. Now, Pat, uh, we we talked uh, throughout last season about what a great fit Belly was in this lineup, both the left-handed bat, as well as the the glove, which was fantastic, gold glove caliber defense. He answers a lot of questions for this team, doesn't he? He really does. In fact, Mike, I was thinking he is so uh, diverse in his talents, it's hard to pinpoint what exactly is the strongest part of Cody Bellinger's game. Uh, The hitting, the left-handed bat, the power, the hitting for average, the driving in runs, the clutch hits. Uh, base running, he can steal bags for you. He always goes first to third on singles. He scores from second on base hits. And then you get into his defense. And I think personally that might be the most special part of his game because of the unusual combination of being an elite center fielder and first baseman. That's a very unusual combination, but he's a he's a gold glove caliber at both of those spots, and he's simply a good guy. Uh, his teammates like him. He fits in very well in the clubhouse, and he's one of those guys who could actually fit into any lineup in baseball and help that yeah. team. And, Pat, it strikes me, and, I, and this is just my own speculation or opinion, but as the son of a former major leaguer and a guy who grew up around the game, I tend to think, and I noticed this a lot with, with people who had, whether it was their father or you know other relative playing the league, but usually it's, it's guys when their dads were major league players, they just seem to get it. They grew up around clubhouses. They get the game. They're fundamentally sound players. And to me, Bellinger kind of checks all those boxes. What do you think? Those are great points, Mike. I was thinking similarly uh, about right now wondering what kind of shape Cody Bellinger is in. I'm guessing because of some of the things you just said that he's going to report in shape. Uh, He'll take some batting practice and he'll take some fielding and it'll take him a few days to get into game condition. But something tells me that Cody 
because of his background and because of the fact that he is from a baseball family, he knows the drill. He knows what it takes to get ready. And I'm guessing he's going to report in pretty good shape, uh, whether that's today or tomorrow or whenever he arrives in camp. I'm not sure. Talking to the Hall of Famer, Pat Hughes joins us here on The Score. Mike Esposito until noon talking about the big news of the day, and that is Cody Bellinger re-signing with the Cubs. And, and Pat, uh, throughout your long and storied career, you've certainly seen uh, lots of left-handed hitters similar to Cody Bellinger, but uh, he brings lots of unique tools to the uh, to the table. What uh, who, who does Bellinger most closely remind you of? And you know, take a minute or so. I mean, you have a, a lot of years of history to go back into into those memory banks. But uh, what what are the name uh, first name or two names that pop in your mind when when you look at Bellinger? Well, I would say because of the fact that he's a left-handed batter and he played first base for the Cubs, I think Anthony Rizzo uh, would be the first name that comes to mind. Um, they're different players. Anthony was not the base stealing threat, but. Anthony was a great uh, defensive player at first. He was a clutch hitter. He was a home run hitter and a team leader. And uh, I think probably Anthony would be a fairly uh, decent comparison. Um, There there are some other guys. Um, Cecil Cooper, I covered him in Milwaukee. That goes back many, many years. But he had those, those same qualities. Great fielder, great power hitter. Uh, and just the kind of guy that would fit into just about any lineup. Those left-handed bats, Mike, are very valuable because the majority of of the sluggers are going to be right-handed hitters. So if you can mix one guy in there, it it makes it uh, just a a better balance all the way around. It forces pitchers to to throw strikes to various hitters. And, uh, again, he's, uh, he's a welcome addition back to this Cubs team. Yeah, and Pat, and I think you mentioned it too, you know, he was a very popular guy in the clubhouse. Not that that's, uh, you know, the most important thing, but certainly it's valuable when there's great chemistry in that clubhouse. But we've seen guys like Dansby Swanson. We had Nico Horner on on these airwaves not too long ago saying how much they would love to have Belly back. Uh, It certainly helps uh, within that clubhouse and within, uh, I guess, the morale of the team to to have Belly re-signed and back into the middle of that lineup. Absolutely. And the three guys you mentioned, uh, that's a nice little core right there. Uh, not sure exactly if Christopher Morell is going to play every day at third base, but I think he's going to be given the opportunity to do so. But now you start looking at that infield. you got Bellinger at first, Nico Horner at second, Dansby Swanson at short, and Morell over at third. You're talking about some pretty good athletes. Uh, and I loved watching the middle infielders play a year ago. They had good chemistry between themselves. Individually, they can both hit. They've got power. And they, they show up. You want a lot of guys, Mike, to show up to the ballpark with one idea in mind. What can I do today to help the Chicago Cubs win this ball game? period. And those guys do it every single day. I would put Bellinger in that category. I would put Morell in that category. So that's a pretty strong infield uh, for the Cubs going into this season. Absolutely. We are talking to the Hall of Famer. Pat Hughes joins us on the score a few more minutes with Pat. And uh, we certainly appreciate your time this morning, Pat. But as, as you mentioned, Belly playing first, Fans are probably in their cars driving right now saying, well, what about center field? Is PCA going to start in center field or is Cody going to play out there as well? I know Mike Talkman is back as well. In your mind, how do the Cubs handle that situation in center? Well, that's uh, that's Craig Council's decision. And uh, Craig is a very smart man. I've known him since he was about 15 years old. He's proven to be an accomplished big league manager. I think, um, you know, we all like David Ross. And I, I thought David was a, a, a fine manager, and I still do. Um, and, you know, David, as a player, holds a very special place to me and to millions of Cub fans. He homered in Game 7 of the World Series. He was a team leader on that World Series championship team. But, um, you know, I think, I think Craig Council will make the right decisions. And uh, the game has changed, Mike. You don't just say right now, this guy's going to play center field or this guy's going to play left field. In the old days, a guy would just play every single day there. 
and a manager would forget about it. And if he got hurt, they'd make a change. Otherwise, he's playing. I think it's changed a little bit now where guys get an occasional day off. You you give guys a little bit of rest. It's a long, long season, 162 games with coast-to-coast travel, with very few days off. Guys need a break here and there, and I think that's a little bit of a change from, from years gone by. Um, but having said that, it's good to have options. It's good to have Pete Crow Armstrong able to play center field and Cody Bellinger. Uh, it's nice to have backups at every single spot because one thing about baseball, you can make all of these great plans in February and March, but then the regular season starts and so many things happen that you can never predict. Uh, slumps, guys playing better than you thought so they have to you have to find playing time for them other guys slump you have injuries always that are a part of the game you don't like to think about it but it's a reality and you have to prepare for guys getting hurt and who's going to replace them if they do so um you know so many things happen it's just fun you hope you stay healthy but the cubs have a lot of good people uh, on the team and they have a very good manager to decide where they play each day. Yeah, I agree with you, Pat. And and I'm going to go up to the front office too, because I think they played this one perfectly. And that speaks to their knowledge of the market, as well as, uh, you know, their value of the player itself. And we heard Jed Hoyer throughout this process, say nothing but good things about Cody Bellinger, Carter Hawkins. We had on these very airwaves on inside the clubhouse talking in the very same manner. But they held firm, right? They didn't uh, go overboard based on what they uh, or what the agent was necessarily asking for. But they kind of held firm and they wanted to do more of a short-term deal. And and that's, to their credit, exactly what ended up happening. Right. I was obviously not privy to any of those negotiations. I don't know what numbers or years or dollars were discussed. And it's none of my business. And, and I'm just glad Cody Bellinger is playing with the Cubs this year. And I hope he has a great year. It's time for the Cubs to get back to the postseason. It really is. They have not in a full 162 game season. They have not been in the playoffs since 2018. And now it's six years later. So uh, I, I feel like the Cubs with their great fan base, and uh, just the the attention around the ball club, it's time for them to get back to the postseason, not just this year, but on a very regular basis for many years to come. Agreed. I mean, they've talked about that consistent contending throughout the time, and it's hard to believe it's been that long, but when you say it like that, it's like, holy cow, it has been that long, minus the, uh, the COVID year. But uh, as we get ready to let you go, Pat, and again, really appreciate you joining I have to ask you, you mentioned you've known Craig Council since he was 15 years old, and I know this has to go back to your Milwaukee days, but can you tell us the story of how you first met Craig Council and, and how well you do know him? Well, it's kind of a long story. You probably don't have time for the whole thing, but uh, <laughs> Craig's father, John Council, uh, was in the front office in Milwaukee when I was there. John's a great guy, and I still talk to him every once in a while. And um, so I, I got to know Craig um, when Craig was about 15 or 16, he worked at a place called Mike Hegan's Grand Slam. It was an indoor batting cage uh, in the Milwaukee area. And he used to be, uh, Craig used to work there. And his father, I think, was a part owner of the uh, establishment. And they had batting cages. And you had batting cage leagues there. And it was great fun. And then they put a three-on-three basketball court in the back of the facility and I used to play there all the time and it was just a good way to stay in shape in the off season. But Craig organized these batting cage leagues and he organized these basketball leagues and and Craig was like 15 years old at the time. So I I thought this kid is really sharp and I I could see that he had a good left-handed swing and he hit a lot of line drives. Next thing I know he's playing at Notre Dame and I'm kind of following him there Next thing I know, Craig is being drafted. He's in the big leagues. He's playing with the uh, Miami Marlins. I guess they were the Florida Marlins at that time. He's playing in the 1997 World Series. He almost hits a game-winning home run as a rookie in Game 7 of the World Series. He eventually did score the winning run, 
in that game on a base hit by Edgar Renteria. And then I just kind of followed Craig's career from there on. He bounced around from team to team. Great glove man, great attitude. He spent 16 years in the big leagues as a ball player. And rarely, Mike, did he play every day. So he spent that time very wisely learning the game, being a utility man, playing several different positions, pinch hitting, laying down bunts, doing all the fundamentals and the things that help teams win games. And I think you can see that now as a manager, just how aware of everything he is in everything that's going on in the games. But uh, so there's, there's a long answer to your question. I've known Craig since he was a kid and I've watched him. And uh, I remember when he got the job in Milwaukee, I, I walked right into the clubhouse and said, Craig, you're going to be great at this job. And I haven't bothered him much since then because we've been <laughs> on opposite sides, you know, with Milwaukee and the Cubs had a, a pretty keen rivalry and still do, but now it's, it's good to have him on this side. No, Pat, that is a wonderful story, and that's exactly why I wanted to hear it because it's we talk all the time in baseball about you know the the kind of the small world and all the connections uh, through the generations really, and and I didn't realize his father was a member of the Brewers front office, but that's part of why we love baseball, isn't it? With the the families and the stories and things just like what you just told us about Craig Council. Well, it's going to be fun to see him. I'm going to head down to uh, Arizona here in a few days. And Ron Coomer and I begin on Friday, our 11th year together. Zach Zaidman's going to join us for his seventh season. And I'm just kind of thrilled to get started. But we're all excited about the Cody Bellinger news. And I'm ready to, uh, to say Chicago Cubs baseball is on the air. That is fantastic, Pat. We appreciate you being with us this morning, and thank you for your time. Sounds good, Mike. See you, buddy. Take care. That's Pat Hughes. You know the voice, the Hall of Famer, right here on Cubs Radio, your home of the Cubs, 670. The score, Pat and Ron, he just told you, will be starting. Uh, they'll kick off their 11th season together next Friday, uh, and uh, the Cubs all season long right here on the score. 312-644-6767 is our number. We've uh, been guest heavy uh, thus far, but we want to talk to you. Now is your time to chime in. 312-644-6767. Text us or call us. Callers, we will get to you in the next few segments. 312-644-6767. Cody Bellinger back with the Cubs on a three-year, $80 million deal. We're talking about it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here until noon, it's Mike Esposito with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Have you still been putting the full court press on, on Jed and Carter, <laughs> trying to get the guys like Bellinger back? I'll, let's just say we'll keep all the things internal. Uh, I know everybody obviously loves Belly, and uh, he knows how we feel about him. So uh, we're hoping that obviously things, things work out in our favor. Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670 The Score. That's Dansby Swanson. And his uh, internal pressure, he's going to keep it in-house, but let's just call it like we see it. I'm sure he was up there in Jed Hoyer's ear. His pressure worked. The breaking news this morning on 670 The Score presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Cody Bellinger is back with your Chicago Cubs for three years. $80 million is the contract. Opt-outs after the first two years. So year one, 30 mil. 
year two, 30 mil and year three, 20 mil. Uh, that gives the Cubs Cody Bellinger through his uh, three prime years left, ages 28, 29, and 30. If you're uh, doing the math at home, it aligns with the uh, core contracts that the Cubs already have with, say, a Suzuki, Ian Happ, Dansby Swanson, uh, Jamison Tyone, some of the uh, other players that the Cubs have. Uh, but also this is, and I'm not going to say a victory over Scott Boris, but uh, with the free agent market being what it was, and uh, the, the market not being a good free agent market this year. The Cubs were not going to go long term on this. And uh, this is why I think Bellinger ends up back with the Cubs. But uh, everyone is excited about this. It was a great fit last year. It figures to be a great fit going forward as well. We want to talk about it with you, this breaking news here. At 312-644-6767, give us a ring, Cubs fans. Your reaction, uh, are you happy about Belly resigning or... Did you not want to see this happen? We want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. We got lots of texts, too, that we will read uh, as we uh, go through there. We've, we've been guest-heavy. We're thrilled to talk to Pat Hughes just now. Uh, we will talk to Zach Zaidman during the 11 o'clock hour. But a quick reminder for you, coming up at noon, BetMGM and 670 to score honoring Hall of Famer Chris Chelios' career and retirement of his number seven jersey. David Haw and Mark Rohde broadcasting live from Kaiser Tiger from noon to three, including a visit from the man of the hour. Chris Chelios will join the guys right at noon. Come by, say hello before going to the game. That is today from noon to three. It's Kaiser Tiger, 1415 West Randolph, right near the United Center. Bet MGM also celebrating by offering a $7 bonus bet to all customers in Illinois. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. It's a hockey who's who, a Hawks who's who on the show today. I mentioned Chelly will join the guys at noon. Doug Wilson will be on, Steve Larmer, Dale Talon, the former GM, will join us, Steve Larmer, and Steve Rosenblum uh, from Saturday Suckage, Mr. Hockey himself, will join. So a great show coming from noon to three with Haw and Grody. 312-644-6767 is our telephone number. Again, the Cody Bellinger three-year, $80 million deal is the news of the morning. And uh, a few texts as we go. Uh, we talked about Scott Boris and the agent. Uh, a 312 texter says, uh, Boris drastically misread the market for the client. He has done this before, notably with Jake Arietta. Uh, I think some of this had to do, as Bruce Levine said, and I don't disagree with that. There was never going to be a seven or eight year deal out there for Belly. I think Jed and the Cubs brass knew this. Uh, but I think Boris... Whether it's his M.O. or not, I mean, he's always going to go out there and ask for the most money, right? I mean, that's kind of his job. So uh, no uh, no animosity or offense taken to Boris. That's that's what he does. He still has free agents out there, but uh, the market is what the market is. And Cody Bellinger is back with the Cubs. Uh, out to the phone lines we go. Clint is at O'Hare, and we are ready to talk to Clint about Cody Bellinger here on The Score. Hey, Clint, good morning. Hey, good morning, boss. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. Do you think, now I'm just spitballing here, and we all know how, uh, you know, good old Scott Boris holds a hard line. He's still got three other free agents out there that would drastically help the Cubs also. And do you think that this could be like an olive branch type signing? Yeah, the Cubs said, all right, $80 million, three years, gave him the two year, gave him the first two years that he can opt out of the contract. What about doing almost the same for maybe one or two more of the uh, Boris agents that are out there. Spring trading's already kicked off, so you want to know what? The market will start drying up even further down the pike if uh, he waits any longer. Yeah, well, Clint, we appreciate the call, and I am guessing no, but, I mean, I will never say never on this. Here is my thought. Chapman plays third base. You've already heard... Uh, Craig Council say that they're going to try Christopher Morell there, uh, and I don't know that it's going to be every day, but I think first priority in terms of the Cubs is getting Christopher Morell at bats because we know what that bat does when it is in the lineup. So I think Chapman is a no. I think J.D. Martinez, the other free agent hitter that you're talking about that's out there, I mean, he'd fit anywhere. His bat still plays, but I think the Cubs, now that they have Bellinger back, I think the Cubs don't need a DH. They don't need J.D. Martinez because they have Bellinger. And I think that combined with the other bats that they have 
would preclude them from going after Martinez. Now, the pitchers are more interesting, but I think from a dollar standpoint, if I'm reading everything correctly, and I think I am, the Cubs' payroll now, with Belly into it, is a projected $228 million, which is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, the tax threshold is 230 235 something like that. I, I don't have that exact figure here, but the Cubs are close to that tax threshold to where they're going to be having to match monies once you get over that. I'm not saying they won't go over it. I'm just saying in a situation for a free agent signing with whether it's Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell, those guys are looking for the big dollars, just like Belly was. And they're certainly looking for longer term rather than shorter term. Now we'll see what ends up happening based on the market. This is where it's forgetting about the Cubs and Belly for a second. The whole thing is fascinating because... These are guys, and Snell was the Cy Young Award winner in the National League last year. Montgomery, one of the heroes of the World Series for Texas. And they're both still out there. And part of this is exactly what we're talking about with Belly. Boris was out there asking for lots of dollars and lots of years. And the free agent market, just not there. We talked about this with Bruce Levine, the you know the regional uh, sports television deals, that uh, a lot of which have fallen through, some financial troubles for some of these companies. Really, the demise of, of traditional cable television, which you know we, we have seen here, uh, not so much in the Chicago area because the Cubs have marquee, but some of those regional sports networks that paid big bucks to MLB for the rights, you can't have that now with the, the, in the, the market where lots of people are cutting the cord and not paying for cable through that method anymore. So it's very interesting and uh the market itself is fascinating to people who love baseball and have watched baseball for a long time. But you look at Montgomery and Snell still being out there, I think that's a big part of it. A lot of teams did not want to spend big dollars on free agents this year and chose not to. So I, I would not think so, Clint. That is my opinion based on the facts uh, as I see them. And the, with Belly's $30 million added into the Cubs' payroll at two twenty-eight. That's a, it's a nice, healthy payroll. I think that's right around where the Cubs want to be, and it still gives them some room to maneuver there. 312-644-6767. As we go back out to the phones, and George is up next in Indiana. George is up next on the score. Morning, George. Morning. Um, I know the Cubs signed Belly, which is a great move, and now they're top-heavy in center field. I mean, you've got Hap, Pico Armstrong, and Belly. Uh, what do you do with Hap? Do you move him to right field? And also, if the Cubs are in contention by the All-Star break, do you trade one of your young players for maybe Dylan Cease? Yeah, it, Clint, or excuse me, uh, that's that's a very interesting thought, George, and we appreciate the call. So the center field is this, and this is what, you know, I, I, I got to pick the experts' brains this morning. Uh, we talked to Ron Coomer early in the show, talked to Bruce Levine, we talked to Pat Hughes. Uh, a veritable who's who of Cubs uh, media. And the thought, the prevailing thought seems to be that Belly primarily plays first base. Now, you don't know this. We'll see what Michael Bush does in spring training. We'll see what Pete Crow Armstrong does in spring training. But I, I think the thought is, is that you play Belly at first. He has that option to play center. He's a gold glover out there. But you have Pete Crow Armstrong out there. You have Mike Talkman out there. You have a little more depth out in center. So Hap will play left, Saya will play right, and you've got the you know the mix of what I just said in center field. Now injuries will happen as they always do. Uh, things happen during the season: hot streaks, cold streaks. You know PCA may may start out a house of fire, meaning Belly plays first every day. PCA may start out very cold, which means you might see Belly out there a little bit more. Either way, it's great flexibility. But then, right, to your second point, George, that's the question, and that's really where the Cubs farm system comes into play because they do have a top farm system in baseball, one of the top farm systems in baseball. And just in the outfield, and I wrote these names down, you know, talking uh, earlier in the show with Coombe, you have Pete Armstrong is 21. Kelvin Alcantara, we saw him briefly last year, 21. Owen Casey, we have not seen yet, 21. Alexander Canario, who Bruce said he thinks will make this team, is only 23. And that's not even mentioning 
a guy that was once upon a time the Cubs' top prospect, had some injury issues, uh, but is back healthy now. Brennan Davis is only 24 years old, too. So these are all outfielders. It's, forget about the rest of the system. Those are outfielders. So these are guys that could be to the major leagues very soon. Uh, these are guys that will have another year to grow, another year to um, get their feet under them, so to speak, uh, as baseball players in the minor leagues. So you've answered those questions. Bellinger has bought you time, even if it's just for this year. He's got an opt-out after the first year. He's got an opt-out after the second year, uh, a three-year, $80 million deal. The first year, $30 million. Second year, $30 million. And year 320. So let's say Belly goes out and has a great year and opts out. He could still re-sign with the Cubs. He may go somewhere else in free agency, but that's a 2025 problem. Let's let's enjoy 2024 right now, and you still have that, uh, let's call it home field advantage for Cody Bellinger, right? Is that even if he does have another great year and opts out, you're still, to me, in a prime position to re-sign him if you want to. You're a big market team, you have the revenues, and you certainly have the capabilities to re-sign him. And especially if he's been a key part of your team for the past several years, you can bring him back. Um, but that's, again, that's a future problem. The, the good news here is that Belly is back on a three-year $80 million deal. Um, the other part of that, too, is that, you know, at any point, A, you can renegotiate. And if uh, you you lose him after a year, all that means is, is that he had a great year because he's going to opt out only if he has a good year, right? He's not going to opt out if he doesn't have a good year because he still has $50 million more on the contract after the first season. So if Belly does opt out, that'll mean, guess what? He's had a great year, which is good for the Cubs as they try to make the playoffs and win the division. We just heard from Pat Hughes, Pat telling us that now is the time uh, you know, the Cubs, as we've all agree, I think, big market team should be perennial division contenders, perennial playoff team, and hard to believe that they haven't made the playoffs since 2018. It's been a long time coming uh, that, you know, 2020, we, we will uh, not count. Pat, Pat said this omitting the, the COVID year, but uh, it's been slim pickings of late as the Cubs broke up that World Series core, 21, 22, 23. And uh, here we are entering the 2024 season. And the Cubs at this point now, favorites in the Central. I don't have numbers in front of me, but I know, you know, the Pocota projections and, and Vegas, however you want to view it, the Cubs were an 81-win team before Belly re-signed, and that, that would probably tick up to 86 or 87 is my guess after this signing. But either way, just looking at the division, Cody Bellinger to me, uh, makes the difference between the Cubs being a 500 team and a division uh, contending team uh, as he comes back, whether he's playing first, whether he's playing center. Uh, we don't know how Craig Council is going to use him. That's another fun part of this is the Cubs have a new manager that is uh, certainly one of the best, if not the best in the game in terms of uh, you know managing his players. So let's see how Craig Council does with the uh, flexibility that Cody Bellinger offers. 312-644-6767. We want to hear from you on this big news of the day. Cody Bellinger is back to the Cubs for three years and $80 million. Let's sneak in another call before we head to break. Stan is in McHenry, and he's up next here on The Score. Good morning, Stan. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just a happy Cubs fan on this Sunday. I'm wearing my Cubs shirt. I got the news about Bellinger. And I think it's a win for Bellinger, first of all. I think this is a great contract for him. I think he's going to love having the option. I think it's great for the organization. I think it's great for the casual fan because I find myself in that boat. Um, but I was following along with this, and now I feel like I can finally invest my, you know, my spring into the Cubs and watching to see what they do. I think the only loser in this situation, I think, is Scott Boris. I think he – was determined to get a six- or seven-year contract. And I think this might be finally a breaking point for Boris just because he's been so stubborn to work with, listening to all those puns and everything. I couldn't be happier about the whole situation today. Well, Stan, we appreciate your call, and thanks for your thoughts. Regarding Belly, I mean, think about it in this manner, and I think you made a good point, right? Coming into last year, Cody Bellinger – 
signed the one-year prove-it deal with the Cubs. He had to rebuild his game. You know, he's a former MVP of the league uh, that had fallen on hard times, that he'd had injury issues. The Cubs take a chance. They give him, I think it was $18 million, whatever it was last year. It's close to that. So he has a great year. He earns uh, a nice new contract here. So if nothing else for Cody Bellinger, he'll have earned almost $100, $100 million over four years at the end of this contract if he plays out this contract. And the only way he doesn't play out this contract, if he has a great year this year and opts out and gets more money. So for him, this is a huge win. I agree with you. Now, will he? would he rather have had a six-year deal for double this money? Of course he would have. That's anyone. But in the uh, landscape of free agency, in the landscape of, of the game, and what was going on with some of the financial stuff in baseball, specifically in the regional sports networks that we were talking about, this is a good deal. This is a win for Cody, and it's certainly a win for the Cubs. As uh, it, It's almost perfect in terms of fit. Cody fits perfectly both in the lineup and in the field for your Chicago Cubs. We've got lots more on this when we return. Zach Zaidman from Cubs Radio joins us at the top of the hour at 11. In the meantime, we want to talk to you at 312-644-6767. We'll read a bunch of your texts as well as taking a bunch of your calls as Cody Bellinger is back on the north side with the Cubs. It's Mike Esposito. I'm here till noon with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Bellinger, nothing for four, 0 for 8 in the series, so he's due. And the pitch. A swing and a high drive. Deep right field. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. I said he was due. And he clobbers one way up into the seats in right. Cubs go back to back for the second straight night. And now they lead by three here in the eighth inning, 10 to 7. Mike Esposito on Sports Radio 670, the score. And we are back talking about the big news of the day Cody Bellinger back with the Chicago Cubs. We heard Pat Hughes, as he does so often, call, seemingly call a home run before it happens. That was uh, last season. And uh, right here on the score and Cubs Radio. Uh, Proud home of the Chicago Cubs and uh, Cody Bellinger. Proud to be back with the Chicago Cubs for three years and $80 million. Breaking news on the score presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. We'll talk to Zach Zaidman from Cubs Radio at the top of the hour. Until then, we are talking to you. Lots of people on the text line wondering if the Cubs will add more pitching uh, I saw another from the 309 asking if Chapman is a fit at third base. Lots of excited questions as the Cubs uh, add to their team. The luxury tax payroll, and thank you to the 773 texter. I did find this also on online. The, the tax threshold this year is $237 million. If I'm reading this correctly now, with Bellinger's $30 million added into it, the Cubs projected payroll $228 million for the 2024 season. So they're they're up against it, but not right up against it. That leaves room for maneuvering. But do they go over to add another free agent at this point? I, I can't say no. I certainly don't have any indication that they are still looking at any of the big free agents. Uh, your rotation as of now, uh, your first four set in stone with Steele, uh, Shota Imanaga, Jamison Tyone, and Kyle Hendricks, all of those, uh, I guess at this point, let's call Steele a veteran, even though he's he's last year really his first full year. But uh, you have four veterans. You have four guys that you know you can count on. Pencil in Wicks or Assad as that fifth starter, sixth starter guys. They have some depth there. So I am not thinking that they're going to go out and chase after one of the high dollar guys left on the market. That's just my opinion. Maybe they'll surprise us all. I, I don't know that uh, that will be the case, but uh, it is certainly uh, a much better Cubs roster this morning than it was before uh, Cody Bellinger re-signed. Three years, $80 million, 30 mil in year one, 30 mil in year two, 20 mil in year three, and Bellinger can opt out after each of the first two seasons. 
We want to talk to you. We want to get your reaction. That is why we were here on The Score. Uh, we want to get your reaction at 312-644-6767. We uh, head on out to Indiana, and Tony joins us this morning talking about the Cubs and Cody Bellinger. Hey, Tony. Hey, buddy. Happy belly day. Uh, not quite Happy the ring when he, uh, when he said I'm back, uh, like the last guy that said I'm back here in Chicago, but hey, we'll <laughs> take it, right? Hey, yeah. uh, what I wanted to say, and then I'll hang up and listen, was do you make a call for the South side and try to get Luis Robert for PCA? I mean, they're talking about maybe shopping him. Why not make that trade? I mean, I'm not a fan of the Southsiders, but that, I think that would be a real pretty good swap if they're looking to go younger and we're looking to add some pop and uh, some good players right away. And then, like I said, I'll hang up and listen. All right, Tony, we appreciate the call. Um, first off, I don't think Luis Robert is going anywhere. Uh, I think – He's on a very cheap contract, relatively speaking, for what he brings to the table. Um, he is—he was one of the—he is the only really contract that uh, one of the Rick Hahn, uh let's lock these guys down early contracts. They did it with Aloy, they did it with Robert, they did it with Moncada. I think it's safe to say at this point that the uh, the only one of those three that has worked is Robert. So they do have. Some cost control there with Luis Robert, and he's an MVP type player out there in center field for the Cubs or for the White Sox, excuse me. So I don't think they're going to be entertaining trade offers for Luis Robert to the Cubs or to the Cubs or anyone. I think he's the one untouchable on that team. Now I would pick up the phone and ask him about Dylan Cease. There's no question about that. I figure that the Dylan Cease sweepstakes, uh, as I will call them, will begin here in earnest once. Montgomery and once Snell, the two remaining big free agents uh, pitchers are out there once they end up signing with teams. And again, we have no news on any of that right now, but of the big free agents left, Bellinger, the first to fall, you still have Snell, you still have Montgomery, you still have uh, Matt Chapman, and you still have J.D. Martinez. Those are the big ones that come to mind. But in terms of pitching, you've got just the two, Montgomery and Snell. So I figure once those two sign you'll really see a market start to heat up for uh, Cease. Now, the Cubs have the farm system to make a trade like that financially. Uh, Cease has two years and let's call it 25 left on his contract with the Sox as he uh, enters free agency not in 25 but in 26. So he has two more years of cost control. I think that's an attractive piece. And certainly, uh, if he's not dealt before the season starts, by the trade deadline, Dylan Cease will be an ex-White Sox. The only question is who ends up with him. And really, he had a down year last year. Can Cease bounce back and be that ace starter? He finished second in the Cy Young Award uh, two years ago. So we'll see you know, what Cease does. So I don't think, Robert, uh, to answer Tony's question, but I do think that uh, Dylan Cease would be a good call. And to your I'm back question, if if this works out anywhere close to how the one worked out back in 1995-96, uh, I think we would all gladly take that one. Back out to the phones we go. Park Ridge, Tony is up next as we talk about Cody Bellinger. Tony, you are up on the score. Obviously, as, obviously as any Cub fan, I'm excited to have Bellinger back. And I think it was a win-win uh, contract for both sides, you know, Bellinger, Got a nice little, uh, nice little increase, and he can opt out if he plays well after uh, after this year. And, and the Cubs uh, got Bellinger back, and they also gives him the opportunity not to rush these uh, these minor leaguers. Uh, you know, this year it gives him a, a, another chance of the year to uh, to take a look at it. But uh, the way I'm going to spin this contract is, I look at it as the Cubs in October just basically ripped up Bellinger's contract and said, hey. We're going to give you $25 million to come back this year. And that's, uh, that's, you know, that's how I'm looking at it. Uh, you know, he signed a two-year deal a couple of years ago, and this is just kind of a uh, – uh, this is just an extension of that two-year deal. And, well, next year it is what it is. Yep. Uh, Tony, we appreciate your thoughts. So he had the, the prove-it deal last year with the opt-out. So that, that is exactly the point of that, right? The Cubs gave him a nice chunk of money last year, $18 million. Come in, be a left-handed bat in that lineup, and if he regained his MVP form, he could do exactly what he did, which is opt out and test free agency. So 
that played out exactly as both sides, I think, would have had it. The Cubs got a great year from Cody Bellinger, and Belly was able to opt out and become a free agent again. To me, this is, you know, I, I don't begrudge the player for any of that to get as much money as he can. Uh, I think the best outcome for this, and I've seen some, and I'll read some of the texts uh, on our screen here with people not happy with this deal. I think the best of all scenarios here is that Cody has another great season and he opts out again. To me, this is not a negative for the Cubs because this means the Cubs have benefited from two great seasons of Cody Bellinger. If Belly opts out after 2024, that means he's had a good season and he's going to go back on the market again. To me, that's a win. You know, whether the Cubs keep him or lose him at that point, would they have lots and lots of outfield depth and lots of outfield prospects? To me, um, that's not a bad thing. I'm not mad that Bellinger's contract is not a three-year full hardcore commitment where he can't opt out. That's, that's the way some of these are done. And in the shorter term deals, you know, this is, this is kind of how there works. Again, Bellinger betting on himself. He only opts out if he has a great year. If he has a so-so year, does he opt out of the last 50 mil of that deal? I don't think so. If he has a bad year, obviously nobody wants to talk about that, but that's the, um, that's, that's kind of how this will play out. And if you were one of those that wanted the Cubs to re-sign Bellinger, to me, and I, this is just my opinion, this is this is a lot less than I imagined he would have gotten. I would have been uh, comfortable doing more than three years and doing more than $80 million based on Bellinger's history and what he was able to do last year. But this was the market. And Jed Hoyer, congrats to Jed and to Carter Hawkins and to the Cubs brass that correctly read the market and played it this way. And to, to their point, you know, the Cubs are dealing from a position of strength in the outfield because even if they hadn't re-signed Bellinger, they have Pete Crow Armstrong. They have lots of outfield depth in the minor leagues. Mike Talkman is back. They brought in guys like David Peralta uh, and Dominic Smith, some, some major league experience there to compete in spring training. So it wouldn't have been a total disaster if they hadn't re-signed Bellinger, but this is certainly the better option for both, in my opinion, for both Bellinger and for the Cubs. Is Belly your starter at first base? Is he your starter in center field? Does he bounce back and forth? We don't know. This is part of the fun of watching the season uh, play out. We'll see what happens in spring training. Uh, We'll see what happens with both Peith Crow Armstrong uh, in the outfield and Michael Bush at first base. There's still Matt Mervis at first base. Patrick Wisdom figures to play a little first base. You never know. At third, you have Wisdom, you have Nick Madrigal, and you heard this week from Craig Council, you have Christopher Morell, who figures to get at-bats there. Michael Bush can also play third. There's lots of depth here for the Cubs. Lots of depth at those corner positions now and in the outfield because you have added Bellinger. And the other thing, and I loved that uh, our Bruce Levine brought this up when we talked to him last hour. The best thing that this does, in addition to bringing Bellinger's bat and glove back into it, it gives the Cubs minor league players their outfield depth, their prospect base, which is deep. It gives them another year of experience, whether that's in AA or AAA, wherever it's at. Pete Crow Armstrong is 21. Kevin Alcantara is 21. Owen Casey is 21. Alexander Canario, the old man of the group, is 23. Brennan Davis, 24. These guys are guys that could very well be in the major leagues uh, this season. They might not make it up till next season. Either way, these are all big league, real prospects, guys that you may see playing at Wrigley Field sooner or later, some of which we have already seen. And in the case of Brennan Davis, he was once the organization's top prospect, had some injury issues. Uh, He is said to be back and fully healthy this year. He'll probably start at AAA, and we'll see what happens. Again, you never know. Who had heard of Mike Talkman before he was called up and contributed in such a way last year? And and Talkman, you know, a, a veteran, a journeyman-type player, but he will be back this year as well. So we'll see. All of this, to me, is good. All of this is good for the Cubs. It's great depth. It's great in terms of what it allows the Cubs to do with their minor league system. And it's great from a uh, defensive stance as well because think about this and we talked about this with Ron Coomer 
and this is part of what I loved about watching the Cubs last year, up the middle, and this was by design, right? They went out and signed Dansby. You moved Nico to uh, second base. You had Belly in center fielder. You have Jan Gomes behind the plate. That is one of the top up-the-middle groups defensively in Major League Baseball. Gold glove talent at all of those positions. And it was noticeable. It was noticeable right off the bat. And it was certainly a key uh, part of the Cubs' success over the 2023 season. Um, You bring that back now with Bellinger. And the other part of this, and we talked about this with Coombe as well, is that when the Trey Mancini-Eric Cosmer thing didn't work out last year at first base, and they moved Bellinger there, I thought it was great. I thought I was not expecting great, but I thought Bellinger did a nice job over there at first. You had Talkman to play in center. Um, so to me, the fact that Bellinger had that versatility and he has that baseball knowledge, let's call it, you know, he, he's, he's a baseball guy. He understands the different positions. He's a great base runner, great defender at multiple positions. When you put him at first, you didn't miss a beat. Matt Mervis didn't work out at first last year. He had an opportunity. Mancini and Hosmer didn't work out. So guess what? Cody Bellinger did work out. He played there, and he played very well there. You had that flexibility with Belly because of his ability to go from center field to first base. So all of that, in my mind, all of this is very positive for the Cubs. We'll talk more about this with you next hour. And coming up next, when we return from the Cubs radio booth, Pre- and post-game host Zach Zaidman will join us next. Zach, uh, will be fun to check in with him and get his thoughts on the Bellinger signing. Again, the news of the day, Cody Bellinger, three years, $80 million, back to your Chicago Cubs. I'm Mike Esposito. We're back with Zach next right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.